along this world. Podcasts fill the streets. It's up to two men who bring order to the chaos. Hello everyone, welcome to Hardcasters, the podcast that doesn't just chase cars in another car, it chases cars down on foot and even somersaults over them. I'm Dominic Duplum and I am joined by Dick Versage, as always. Boom, boom. Shooting, yes. Shooting from, that was my hip I shot from then. Oh good, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, be careful because your hip's not all it used to be. It's not, it's, it's my no, good hip. Yeah. So this week we watched something that I don't know about you, but I hadn't seen for a very long time. I think I'd only seen once before and wasn't really expecting to like it quite as much as I did. And I loved it. Um, the same. I, I think I remember, I don't think I ever watched the whole of it. I think it was on TV hmm. at some point. I kind of cast my eye over it. Didn't yeah. take any notice of it. And I watched it last night and it feels like it encompassed everything great about eighties action films. I thought it was incredible. Yeah. So we're talking about Action Jackson. Um, now, I think as a kid, I, I would distinctly remember the cover, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think at that time, especially as a kid, because I don't think I'd seen Predator because I wasn't allowed to, but I do remember that cover and I just didn't really know who Carl Weathers was. Yeah. And... It looked like the cover, if you remember, looks like a James Bond movie. He's yeah, in a tuxedo, he's back to back with them. So I thought it was like a Bond thing, but it had an 18 certificate. So I kind of thought, oh, this, I don't know what this is, but it's clearly not for me. I'm a kid, it's an 18. And I remember on the back cover, um, two specific screenshots. One is him shirtless and he's kind of raising his fist, showing his biceps, but he's got a chain around it as if someone is, is fighting someone with a chain. And the other one of him, again shirtless, holding a grenade launcher. And I can't remember what the other ones were. And I remember thinking, this looks good, but I can't rent it out. And then I think when it came time for me to be old enough, um, I'd kind of forgotten about it. And then I picked it up on video a long, long time ago. So the only copy I've got in the house is a VHS copy. Mm. And one of the things I've found from doing stuff like this and from you know whenever I've looked at other films or reviewed the films... I'm struck by two things. One, how some films that I love don't hold up, mm. but also how sometimes as either a kid or a teenager, I must have been a little bit of a prick because films that I kind of dismissed turned out to be really good. Absolutely. Um, and I think when I watched Action Jackson, I think I went in with a very particular, I think I was fixated on those two images and just thought it was going to be another commando. Yeah. Wall to wall action, things blowing up, just get from one action scene to another. Not to, Let's say that's dismissed Commando. Command, Commando is obviously an action masterpiece. Um, but I thought it was going to be a bit more, oh, not that it's not over the top, but I thought it was going to be more like a Commando-esque yeah. film. Um, and I think that the action kind of comes in fits and starts. When it's there, it's good, but it's not com- constant. And I think maybe I dismissed it. But having watched it now, uh, and there's two, there's two prongs to my review here, is that one... I just had a great time from start to finish for reasons that we'll go into in great depth. Mm. But I'm also angry. Um, oh, no. And no. This, this is now my second angry... Well, I've gone down now. It's, it's angry that a film doesn't exist. Now, do you, uh, do you know Adriana Barbo? She yeah. was in Escape from New York Swamp and Queen. The Fog, yeah. uh, Cannibal Run, all that kind of stuff. Um, when I see her in both The Fog 
Wait in the Fog, Swamp Thing, and Escape from New York especially, I am angry that she never got a Dirty Harry-style cop movie. Yeah. Because she would have been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And really, those three films are the closest she comes to being a badass. And I'm so angry that film doesn't exist. I am now angry that Carl Weathers didn't make more action movies. I thought this was exactly the same. I think, to me, Carl Weathers is an action nearly man. Because he was obviously Apollo Creed in the Rocky films, and he Mm. was great. The better boxer in the films as well, and actually really charismatic. But I remember the first time I saw him was in Predator. Now he plays a bit mm. of a prick in Predator, but actually he redeems himself and becomes a really good action hero. And he looks like an action figure as well. He looks yeah. like a He-Man style action figure. He's got like a yeah. really good physique. He's got like a mm. square head, like an action figure head, mm. and he just looks the part. Yeah. And actually, he's like you say, I'm annoyed that he didn't do more stuff like that. Now, that being said, I did look on IMDb just in case, just to check that I hadn't missed something. And I will say that he has done a couple of other things that I'm going to go and revisit um, or, or visit for the first time. Now, he hasn't done, and I'm going to say, I don't think necessarily he is going to be disappointed because he's done loads of work. And he's actually, I think, an actor first. I think he's done loads of He's chosen acting roles rather than just being an action hero. Um, But he was in a TV series called Fortune Dane, and he plays the titular character, which unfortunately was cancelled after five things. That's like kind of a cop TV series. Um, He then made Predator the year after, then Action Jackson the year after that. And then a few years later, he made a film called Hurricane Smith, Ooh. Which is basically another action film. And the trailer, the trailer looks like there's less money spent on it than Action Jackson. I think this might have been a straight-to-video one. But the there looks like it's it's packed with action. So that's literally, after we're done with this, uh, either tonight or tomorrow, I'm going to watch Hurricane Smith. Um, but also, and we're going to have to come back to these later today, he was, of, he was also in... Um, the Shadow Warriors series of TV movies, which is where you've got Hulk Hogan, Shannon Tweed, Carl Weathers, and um, what's his name, uh, Martin Cove, oh, yeah, I yeah. believe, who pl- uh, who uh, it's basically a, uh, a kind of bit of a low-rent TV action thing, kind of Thunder in Paradise era kind of thing. Um, and we're going to de- definitely have to watch those. But yeah, I, I kind of watched Action Jackson and thought, Carl Weathers not only can do the the action stuff and not just look the part. I mean, he's physically very adept. He can run, he can jump, he can do all that kind of stuff. But he's also a genuinely endearing actor. Yeah. Um, and I think that all the things that I thought, that I that counted against it for me when I was a, 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 a pissy little teenager are all the things that are its strengths now because it's not a traditional action hero role for reasons we'll get into in a minute. But first thing... Let's talk about this cast. Amazing. The cast in this movie what, what is cast. insane. I think as well, when I was watching it, it was almost like a who's who of 80s yeah. action, kind of the people that pop up in that film. Um, Absolutely. It was, yeah, I was like, oh, um, he's popped up, she's popped up. It was, yeah, yeah. like a roll, a Rolodex of 80s action. Yeah, and people, and a lot of people as well who, um, names I don't really know, but whose faces a clearly thing so um obviously carl weathers uh craig t nelson is the villain now again i i couldn't here's someone who off the top of my head i couldn't name 
another film he's definitely been in, but he's been in loads, and he's a very good villain in this. Credible um, is the only one that I know of because he's the voice of Mr. Incredible, isn't he? In The Incredibles. Oh yes, that might be it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vanity's the kind of romantic lead. Sharon Stone's in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, Biff Tannen from Back to the Future, aka Thomas Wilson. Uh, Bill Duke. Uh, Robert Davy uh, or Darvey, um, Edo Ross, who was our bad guy in uh, 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 Red Heat. Um, Sonny Landon, we've got, who was in Predator. Yeah, uh, we've got. Who plays a ninja? Doesn't he play a drug dealing ninja with nunchucks? Uh, we might have been, but he he also pops up in a lot of Water Hill things. He's in. Um, uh, 48 hours. And he's lost as well. as well, isn't he? The Stallone prison film. Yeah. Uh, Al Leong is the, the, the you know, the hitman, the, the every hitman is in Die Hard. He's in every 80s action movie. He's the guy who tortures uh, Riggs in Lethal Weapon. Um, we have uh, DeVroe White, who is uh, Argyle in um, uh, Die Hard as well. So many people. The, uh, um, he's got the... She's she plays the Briggs's psychiatrist in Leaf Weapon films, and she's yes. the newscaster in Die Hard, isn't she? I can't Mary remember her name. Ellen Trainer, and I only know that because I'm looking up from IMDb. I, I, and she's another one who, although she seems like a kind of, um, she always seems like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. Like I imagine in like, but I kind of can't help but think. She's been in so many 80s action films. Why didn't someone just give her an action film of her own? Absolutely. Like, I would have paid to know. Just as a reward, like, you know, as a, you've, you know, you've done 10 years of service in the action genre. Here's your action movie. Um, uh, so, yeah, an amazing cast. And as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Craig R. Baxley, director of uh, uh, Dark Angel, a.k.a. I Come in Peace, and uh, I think st- uh, one of the two... Brian Bosworth films, who was a stunt coordinator on the A-Team, and you'll be surprised to know, uh, he was involved in Predator, which might be why he's got a bit of an in with John McTiernan and John McTiernan's cast. I don't know, um, but obviously a lot of those people pop up in Action Jackson. So the cast is incredible. Um, It's also good to see them play against type a lot. So we've got Bill Duke as the police captain. The best name ever. Captain Armbruster. Amazing And uh, he does a good job of taking the, you know, disappointed, angry police captain, but not doing it in a shouting way. He generally feels like he's got authority and who's someone you don't want to piss off, but you want to do well for. Um, He generally commands authority um, and he, he slips into the role really, really well. But without a doubt, Carl Weathers steals this. Um, by playing Action Jackson, not as your generic badass cop. So there's a few things that mark uh, this apart. Firstly, the thing I like about this is the backstory to Action Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's apparently, he was a lieutenant. He beat up this rich guy's son um, and has been demoted to sergeant. And as a result of that, he's no longer on the streets. He's lost his gun license. So he's an 80s cop who doesn't have a gun is confined to desk work um, and you're waiting for him to get back into the action. So he's not someone who we join as a maverick. Those days are in his past and he's kind of out, not out of shape, but kind of out of practice at being the hard ass. And I like that. Plus his reputation 
not only precedes him, but is bigger than he is. So that he's it's one of the best introductions to a character ever. They just the the two cops played by um, I don't know the other actor's name, but the the guy who played Biff um, capture this kind of pit pocket on the streets and are talking about oh we're going to have to um, uh, put you in front of Action Jackson. And they talk about how he's, you know, his dad was a bear and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And he's, he's in his cage and whatever. All build up all this kind of mythology about how terrible he is. Um, and he's not. He's actually, he's got a law degree. He's incredibly intelligent, incredibly well-spoken. Yeah. He's, he's still an ass kicker, but he's just not a thug. He's, he knows exactly what he's doing. And I love that. And I love the fact they've got someone who's not just built like a an absolute fucking truck, yeah. but that can actually convincingly convey intelligence and stuff like that. It's it's I don't know anyone else that could he have looks, played that role. No, I think he looks like he looks like a boxer still. He looks like Apollo mm. Creed. He looks like a heavier boxer, but with that, it's not like Schwarzenegger when he can't move very well because he's just got so much kind of bulk. Actually, he looks mm. quite athletic, and you can he looks like a, a top of the range athlete and he's got a lot of charisma yeah. to him as well actually he's a very charismatic character and actor which is why yeah, he, like you say it's a shame that he's not done more because he felt like he was a nearly man he's kind of bubbling away in all these films and actually he's he looks the part he acts the part but just felt he never got that final push yeah and again you know he might not have wanted to be pigeonholed as an action star but, you know, this is our genre. This is what we're talking about. We know that had he of, by choice or whatever, had he managed to do it... Um, we'd have pigeonholed him. We'd have stuck him in that pigeonhole. Oh, absolutely. I there. mean, we'd have ruined his career. Yeah. He would have just been punching people from film to film. So, this film opens pretty big. It's got Edo Ross and Mary Ellen Trainer as um, uh, a kind of couple who seem to be boss and secretary but kind of be romantically linked. Um and this, the, the plot, something about a, a car union um, or whatever, whatever. The, the bad guy owns, owns a car company and there's going to do something with the union and he's killing people that oppose him. Um, and it starts with an assassination. And the, the opening is fucking brutal. Yeah. I mean, she gets punched through a window yeah. and Edo Ross gets set fire to and thrown out of a window. And the firefall is not only just a really good stunt, but it's really kind of well photographed and really harsh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is introduced to our kind of team of assassins, which have been hired by uh, Craig T. Nelson as, as as kind of things. And they're kind of a cross between ninjas and Iron Maiden. Yeah. Uh, they're like a big hair rock, big hair rock group who uh, we're told are called the, is it the Invisible Men? Yeah, the Invisible Because they Men. appear and disappear with demon-like thing. That bit of X, this is my favourite bit in the film, and I'm going to go jump straight to this now. There's not actually much investigation going. But he get, Action Jackson gets to a point where he's working out what's going on, and he draws a bit of a blank, so he goes to visit a hairdresser, and the hairdresser knows everything. She knows about these hired assassins. She knows about the, uh, the inner workings of car unions, automobile unions. It's just one big exposition dump delivered by this wonderfully um, animated uh, woman. She's brilliant. Think, well. I don't know how she's supposed to know all this stuff, but you know what? I'm glad you just got this shit out of the way because I'm ready for, for shit to go down. And she pretty much um, sings the whole thing as well. She's kind of like a, a soulful diva who just sings. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. And then he yeah. cuts the next scene out. Oh, 
He's, he's found everything out. This is brilliant. I, I think they should have just put a beat to that and had that play with the credits. Yeah. Um, with like, you know, um, when it's got like the, this uh, musical note that gets bounced on. It's like Carl Weathers' head that bounces on the lyrics. You, you like a sing along version of Acton Jackson. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'd, I'd be down for that. Um, so. Um, now, there's one other thing. Before we get into the actual action of it, there's one thing that made me laugh a lot, um, and it's something that I kind of double, had a double take, and was, is that what it was? He visits a bar where men cut off other men's balls. Am I, 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 I didn't dream this bit, did I? To be fair, at that point, it felt a little bit formulaic. It felt a bit like, here yeah. we go, he's gone into yeah. a bar, he's going to get into a fight. And then they open this cupboard... Instead of, he basically goes to see this informant or this person he thinks he's yeah. going to track down. And again, it feels a bit like he's going down that ploddy road. And yeah. you know, oh, okay. And then the, the guy who's, who actually is another one because he's the one of the Marines, the bad guys in Commando, isn't he? He's the one that Schwarzenegger yes. kills on the plane. Um, um, can I also mention as well, the other guy, the other guy there is the guy from Die Hard who's on the front desk. Yes. The, um, yeah, yes. the guy watching the basketball. Um, it makes it right to the end, doesn't he? Get shot in the he forehead. Does. Sorry, Cameron. Yeah. He does. So you go into this scene, and the guy from Commando is almost wearing the same outfit from Commando, the kind of Hawaiian shirt and the hat. Um, and he goes, and he opens his cupboard, and he goes, here's such and such a body. And it's a jar. And I, I thought, is it like a fetus? Is it like a just a weird, are we going to some sort of weird lab? And then, then he says, uh, <laughs> that's his balls. And then it, cl- it does a close-up of the jar. And it's a pair of balls. And it's, I was like, what? And like you, yeah, I was like, I had to double take to to kind of go, is, is that bollocks in a jar? Yeah. And they threatened to cut his balls off. And if you'd seen that, that scene without the balls in the jar, you think, oh, these guys are just messing with him. But you know that they cut people's balls off and keep, no, in a jar. And I don't know why or how that's their, their thing. It's such a weird scene. And, and but it's quite intense, actually, as well. Actually, it builds up quite well. And you think, oh, these aren't, this is quite a sinister group of people. But that's really kind of a lot of the unusual stuff. Like I say, you've got an, an, an unusual action hero in that he doesn't carry a gun. He does use a gun from time to time, but he doesn't have one of his own. So most of the action is running and fighting. He's, um, uh, and there's some odd scenes there in terms of the exposition and the, and the balls scene. As for the action itself, um, I mean, the action's pretty good. There isn't like a sustained shootout sequence or, or that. There's, and again, the action in itself is quite unconventional. So you get a few fight scenes like the one we said. The big middle, or, or sort of, let's say middle, kind of, I think it's in like the 25-minute mark, is a car chase. Um, but it's not a car chase. Action Jackson chases down a car on foot and keeps up with it at one point dives onto the roof, um, is thrown onto the floor, and then as the car drives at him, he somersaults over the top of it. We're told that Action Jackson trained as a, as a, a kind of track star at college, so we are suggest he's some kind of athlete, but he's able to somersault over a taxi, and that taxi car, driven by a bad guy, I must, might add, then drives into... Well, it, it literally leaps into the air, flips through the sky and lands crashing through a shop. 
Um, it's a pretty wicked stunt. It's an amazing um, scene. I love that scene. It was such a good scene. Yeah. There's also a massive explosion in the middle of it, like in the middle of the street, that literally just destroys everything in, in the street, which is great as well. Um, there's a fantastic stunt. When he takes on uh, Sonny Laddam, uh, a.k.a. Billy from Predator, he throws him out of a window, but rather than falling to the ground, he crashes through the window opposite. Yeah. Um, and you see it, it. That's not tricked. That's done in one take from the ground. So you see a guy smash through a window and then re-enter the other window, which is a great stunt. Yeah. Um, obviously, Craig, uh, Craig R. Baxley, um, being a stunt coordinator, has an in with the stunt guys and he used them to his best ability. There's some really cracking kind of stuff in here. Uh, so I think one of the things that disappointed me as a kid, and I would say I think the film would have benefited from, is when we meet Action Jackson, when Action Jackson is chained up uh, towards the end and he's being threatened by the bad guy, uh, he escapes and there's a big fight and uh, there's a guy with massive hair who's the Iron Maiden style yeah. guy who's established as a martial artist and he doesn't get to fight him. No. So I, I thought at that point there could have been a slightly bigger sequence. So the guy from Die Hard, the, the kind of Texan guy who, from, the, from the desk, has the rocket launcher and there's some explosions. We need to talk about and... the bodyguard as well because I like this character. Yes. So um, the female lead in the film, mm-hmm. um, she's a singer, isn't she? Yes. But again, it does that 80s action film where it blurs the lines between her career. So we know she's a singer. We know that she performs at the club that Craig T. Nelson owns, the villain. Yeah. She may or may not do a bit of stripping on the sidelines because it's yeah. suggested. There's no. Well, she, she, does, she does sing in a club wearing an entirely see-through top. Now, I don't think that's a, a striptease thing per se. I don't think she's at that point being a sex worker, but it's not subtle no. um, at all. Uh, yeah, sorry, Carol. But um, she, 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 again, she's a good, she's good. She's a really good female, but also she's kind of a drug addict as well, which is kind of, yeah. kind of hinted and developed throughout the film, which is, again, quite an interesting yeah. angle that Carl, Carl Weathers kind of protects her quite a bit. But she's got this bodyguard who's, a, again, a bit like a James Bond villain, or you so you think at the start, who's a big, just a big lump of a man. But actually he turns, he helps out Action Jackson in the, in the kind of end scenes, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And he's a really so well-spoken, what... oh, Shakespearean, speak, kind of very a nice baritone voice to him, who's a really interesting character, who I, I, I want yeah. to see more of in that film as well. The, I mean, there is there is this kind of thing where they meet a lot of characters along the way. There's a the motel owner where they're hiding out uh, because Action Jackson is framed for the murder of Sharon Stone, who plays the villain's wife. It's really the villain that killed her. They, they, they kind of hide out at this, this motel and he's supposed to be an ex-boxer, and he gets joined joins in the fight scene at the yeah, end. Right. There is uh, his little cop friend, who's like the older guy, who gets involved in the, basically all these people turn up at the end and help him out. Yeah, um, yeah. kind of like a shit Avengers uh, <laughs> Endgame. Um, but uh, yeah, there's so so that that sequence after the bit where he's captured. There's some explosions. There's a great kind of uh, one-liner that, that pays off the barbecue line. He asks, how do you like your ribs? And then blows him up with a rocket launcher. Um, so there's all that stuff. Uh, and that leads into the finale. And the finale is 
great. Yeah, because really good. Our villain is hosting a birthday party for uh, the head of the union, and he's got a henchman dressed as Action Jackson who's going to assassinate the union worker, blame it on Action Jackson, and then move in and do his dastly pot. But obviously, uh, uh, Jackson and his shit Avengers turn up and, and ruin that. And in front of everyone, so Jackson is cleared, uh, and the bad guy runs in, taking... Uh, the female lead hostage. And so Jackson gets in the the villain's new car. When I say new car, like I say, the villain owns a car company. So they've developed and built this new concept car. The slogan, which we see on an advert, is hot, hotter, hottest. That's right. And as Jackson is driving the car, so sorry, Jackson gets in the car, drives it into the house. So he's driving a sports car, like a, a Ferrari, round inside a house. <laughs> And he goes up the stairs, yeah. and he's like hot, hotter. And before he smashes through the bedroom, hot is. So he drives a sports car into the villain's bedroom. Yeah, that's right. Right, handbrake turns it. There then follows a fist fight. Now it's established that that, that Craig T. Nelson, despite not being, you know, he's he's an intimidating villain, but he's not physically imposing. No, we establish early on that he he's looks a like martial artist. He looks like you know, yes. like 90s. Yeah, Robert Curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's established that he's some master martial artist. Mm. Um, and he beats Action Jackson back and forth. And earlier, when Jackson is chained up, Jackson says to him, one of these days you're going to piss me off. And then in the middle, this is, this is just beautiful action stuff. In the middle of the fight, Jackson's getting beaten up and then he just decides I've had enough and he turns around into, into extreme close-up. Now you've pissed me off. And then the music comes up and then he just does a proper rocky burst of energy and just beats the shit out of this guy they gun him well he guns him down in a really nice bloody squib kind of thing yeah um and it's a really satisfying ending so it is ridiculous it is over the top it's also really interesting there's lots of unconventional stuff like you say the 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 female lead played by vanity you know she's a troubled character yeah and it's not particularly you know the, the addiction thing's not really covered in any depth but she has some interesting layers that give her a bit more to handle than just normally. However, that the finale, that the end kind of few lines kind of don't really pay off the drug addiction thing that well. No. So one of the things, going back to that cover, there are some parallels with Bond here. There's not only like that sports car, not only is Action Jackson kind of erudite and a bit kind of suave, mm. He has the the two women sort of form it fall into the the Bond girl archetypes. One is a dangerous kind of not dangerous, but one seems to be a villain who turns out to help him. Yeah. One woman tends to be come you know uh, involved with the villain a bit more, but winds up dead. Yeah. So there's that kind of you know in a Bond film, there'll always be one of the female characters dies about halfway through or towards the end of the second act. The other one will say to in the end. It also ends with a well, a traditional kind of Bond doubler entendre. Only this one decides that its double entendre is going to be uh, drug related. So she's the, the 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 singer who's been addicted to to. I'm not. I don't think it's actually established what drug she's on. Uh, at the end of it all, says you know, uh, how do you feel about? 
I don't know, hooking up with a with an ex addict. And he goes, ex addict. He goes, yep, cold turkey. You can have me at Thanksgiving. Oh, I'd like to have you now. And you think, I don't know. That's that. So it's a bit of a weird moment. I mean, it's 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 funny in some respect, but not entirely appropriate. Um, but I mean, the film in of itself, like I say, is is just something that I I you know I regret dismissing. It should be part of my go-to collection of 80s movies. I rented it to watch before this. I wish I'd bought it because um, I'd, I'd definitely watch it again. Yeah. Um, if not just for that finale where he, and now you've pissed me off. And I think, personally, um, and we'll talk about this maybe in a bit when we when we pitch a new film, I think that should be Carl Weathers' I'll Be Back. I think uh, so. Now you've pissed me off, he yeah. should say, in every film. Yeah, and then music comes on, boof, you know. It's yeah. Shit's got, Even shit's if it's not an action real. movie, you know, he should always do that. Yeah. We're going to go to our IMDb keywords. Um, last week, we uh, added some to Death Warrant, and unfortunately, we have now encountered our first bit of horrendous censorship. Oh, no. We successfully got Lizard Man and Dangerous Canada added to the keywords <laughs> to Death Warrant. Thank God. Which are perfectly appropriate. But large PP was declined. <laughs> uh, we were not allowed. I think it's horrendous. I think that people going to watch Death Warrant might search keywords and not be aware that the term large PP. Mm. Well, it doesn't appear in the film. It appears on the soundtrack, which might be why. But, you know, I just think it's, um, it's a horrific injustice. Um, and we can only apologise for not fighting that. Um, I think and we should. hope I think we, we can redeem hard. ourselves. And hope that IMDb can redeem itself with this week. So, actually, Justin's got some good, um, some good ones. So there's lots of... And again, this kind of shows that women don't fare particularly well. There's a lot of things here that reference nudity, mistress, husband kills wife, what have you. Uh, but it's got grenade launcher, skyscraper assault, trash. I don't know what that refers to. Cop on the edge, psychotronic film, cartoon on TV. There is the, the boxer guys watching and really enjoying the Flintstones. Yeah. He's loving it. Yeah. Especially when the, wherever the baby thing is, Bites, uh, cheering, cheering on, I believe. Cheering, yes, the Flintstones on. Maverick cop, evil man, exploding boat, undressing, which is a nice way of putting it. Uh, breaking a glass with one's hand, megalomaniac, purse snatcher, bare-chested male bondage. There you go. Uh, male nudity. I mean, from the waist up. Don't uh, people people who love their penis don't get too excited. It's only it's only waist up. Machismo B movie, one against many. So, what do we think for Action Jackson? What do we think needs to go on there? There's I mean, two things that spring to mind: somersault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously I like that not in there. And we've yeah. got a, there's some, there needs to be some mention about the jar. So, and we due to censorship, yes. obviously we can't just have bollock jar or balls in jar. But I'm no. sure we could have jar or mystery jar. Yes. Um, I, I, I will see what I can do. I'll try and get jar or, or castration, something a bit more upmarket rather than just, you know, knackers in a pot <laughs> kind of thing. But that needs to be in there um, because that, that, just, that was the double take of all double takes. Yes, absolutely. 
I think that's some good ones. So we've got somersault, we've got jar or castration. We've... I think as well, I like. I really like the Sonny Landon scene. And he's, a, mm. he's, he's I looked his character up just now on MDB, and his character actually had a character name. It wasn't just druggy or pimp or anything. It was, he was called Mr. Quick. So he, nice. he, he seemed to me that he was like a, you know, like a, like a video game when he was kind of like, not the boss level, yeah. but just before the boss level. He has to fight someone. And so I think druggy ninja or drug ninja needs to be in there. <laughs> yeah. Because that scene quite stood out, especially after the whole stunt uh, around it as well. Yeah. I'll, uh, I will, uh, and I, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try and get Dubla on Tondra. I need to look up how to spell it, which is weird with us both being French and, and what have you. Of you know? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if you can tell by accents, but we're, we're, you know, our names are clearly French. Okay, so I've got, I've, I can't promise I'll get them all up there, but we'll definitely get another couple in there. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, Action Jackson, that is a hard recommend from uh, us the boys at Hardcasters. These two uh, French fellows. Give it your time. You won't regret it. If you like action movies, why would you be here if you didn't? Because, I mean, you're not here for our sparkling conversation. didn't have the career that that Schwarzenegger had and arguably should have had. He didn't even have the career that the action career that Van Damme or Lundgren had. Um, and I'm sure he's not upset about that. But, you know, he could have if he wanted to. But his loss is our gain. We now get to pitch him the film that would have cemented his role as one of the top, if not five, three 80s action stars. Yeah. Um, now, I like to try and approach this with a completely blank slate, but there's two things I've got in my head okay. based on watching Action Jackson that I'd like to see. Um, I think that Carl Weathers is great at playing, as we said, you know, an intelligent action person. <clears throat> so I was thinking, what, what role could he play that's kind of involved in law enforcement that would give him a reason to get involved mm. but wouldn't be a directly a cop and would would play to more of his kind of abilities as an actor and i came up with two okay and the first one i like as an idea um and that was a used car salesman okay so i thought the idea that a car mm. could be stolen using a bank robbery and mm. there could be some kind of check but then the other idea which i much prefer is he's the mayor right okay um and my other image is, you know, in uh, The Running Man, where uh, Schwarzenegger's Ben Richard is trying to escape the country and he's wearing that Hawaiian shirt? Yep. I think Carl Weathers would look great in a really colourful Hawaiian shirt. Absolutely. So I imagine he's the mayor of a beach town, okay. like during spring break. Okay. And he, as a man of the people, drives up and down the beach on a quad bike. <laughs> so that's, that's literally the, the, the only image I can show. There's no plot involved. He's the mayor. He's got a quad bike. He drives up and down the beach. And because he's a very hands-on mayor, if he sees some people, you know, bullying someone or or stealing someone's um, 
bag while they're where they're off swimming. He'll ride them down <clears> on his quad bike and um, give them what for. Yeah. Now, what happens? And I don't know. Now, the other thing we were going to say is we were going to try and maybe go title first. Now, I know okay. I've already already swayed the the kind of decision a little bit here uh, with with my thing, but. <clears throat> This is a good time, I think, you know, several podcasts in to introduce the world to the Hardcasters Action uh, title generator. Now, we have this. This is a, 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 um, an Excel-based document that when I press a button will generate either an action film title, uh, a character name, or uh, an action sequel, so title, colon, subtitle, um, we can also do some movie concepts as well if we need some help. So we thought we'd start off by cycling through and picking out some titles we like. What I will say is if we find a title that we think is better than the concept of Carl Weathers driving around a beach in a Hawaiian shirt, if it takes a different way, okay. I'm not going to be heartbroken. That film can exist somewhere else in Carl Weathers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oeuvre. <laughs> uh, so I'll pitch these at you. Can I and say when as well... I think yep. we need to develop a synth-based piece of music when we're doing the generator. So when we press the button, it needs to have that kind of like jangly yes. keys. Like okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll. When I'm editing this, I'll come up with a uh, title generator theme, mm-hmm. and I'll start. I'll put that into the mix right now. Okay. So it's playing now in the background. Um, isn't it wonderful? So, um, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I've got Cannonball Pirates and Dirty Doctor have come up. Okay. Unacceptable Peril, Chrome Endurance, <laughs> uh, Electric Honey. Uh, <laughs> so it's got, I've got an image of Carl Weathers dressed as a giant bee. <laughs> Carl Weathers uh, is a beekeeper. To- total Trouble. Okay. Uh, radioactive Fury, Kendo, kendo Strippers, Ooh. Hot Permission. Blunt Warden. There's something there. Maximum Scorpion. Oh, I like that. Yeah. This is run up the sequel title, Twisted Hula Dancers 2, White Discharge. Which is <laughs> a different film. Tragic Impact. So are there any words that have cropped up there that you like? Well, I just sort of scroll, what was the scroll scorpion through. Uh, scorpion? Maximum Scorpion. Maximum Scorpion. So... We'll go with Maximum Scorpion. Okay, Maximum Scorpion. Uh, so let, let's let's finish the uh, straight-to-video music, and it's done. Um, so say thank you very much, straight-to-video title generator, action title generator. Mm. Uh, you have given us Maximum Scorpion, um, and I think that that means that Carl Weathers' first name or surname should be Sting. Okay, yeah. So either Dick Sting... <laughs> or Sting Malone or something like that. Um, he's got a tattoo. Uh, so the opening credits should be building him up as a traditional action star. Are we, are we sticking with the mayor of, of a beach town thing? Are we happy with that? I Yes, I, I think as well. Or do you want to do something else? I like the idea of his beach town, but I like the idea of playing something with the Sting. Because he's got a, he's he's going to have his old past, doesn't he? Yeah. Whatever. He's not just the mayor. He's mm-hmm. not gone through like local government or whatever. He's, you know. So what I was thinking is, as we introduce 
this, whatever the whatever we're doing, we'll have our pre-credit sequence, mm. which is where we introduce the criminals. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Then we cut to the intense uh, James Horner commando-esque music yeah. of, you know, drums and horns and steel drums and whatever. Mm. And we've got close-ups of Carl Weathers working out. Yeah. Uh, not his face, so literally close-ups of biceps and triceps and mm. delts and, and lats and all this kind of stuff as he's pulling weights. They're covered in sweat. And on his back, he has the tattoo of a scorpion. Yeah. So a massive tattoo of an intricate scorpion. So he's obviously got some kind of shady past. Okay. And we're building him up. You know, maybe there's like the shadow on the wall of him practicing nunchucks. Um, you know, he's eating some weird food, like, I don't know, a smoothie made of minced beef or something. Like this really hyper-masculine, big moment. And then, much like the opening to Commando, we subvert that as he puts on his Hawaiian shirt and whatever that... What, what's the big gold thing that mayors wear? I don't have to do that in America. But whatever the, thing of office that indicates yeah. him as the mayor. Yeah. Um, and then he goes out and he's a man of the people. And we kind of switch that round. Yeah. So he goes to the beach. It's spring break. <clears throat> there's lots of very attractive people. Mm. Uh, and because it's the 80s, it's kind of thongs and, and what have you. Um, and he's driving around. It's very police academy, beach party kind of proto Baywatch kind of stuff. It's all beautiful people in the sun. Mm. Uh, he's riding around on his, uh, maybe he's got, see, this is, this takes it away from the, the mayor thing, but I kind of now picturing him with a little captain's hat, like <laughs> white captain's hat. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but he's driving around on his quad bike. He's the mayor. He's high-fiving people. He knows everyone yeah. by name. There's a quirky tramp. You know, uh, I don't know if anyone out there has read Save the Cat by, um, Blake Snyder, a screenwriter, says that you should always put something in at the start to show that your hero is a good person. They should mm. always save a cat from a tree. Um, you know, as a book that's on screenwriting, it's fairly controversial because it boils filmmaking down to a formula. Uh, but I think it's appropriate here. Yeah. So he's saving the cat. He's going to speak to a tramp like a human being. He's going to yeah. level with him and kind of have a laugh and high five and fist bump and whatever. Yeah. And off he drives. Then we have the purse snatcher. So the opening kind of scene is a kind of light fun where he's driving the quad bike along mm. along the sea, chasing him, which is a bit Police Academy too, if, I, if I'm right. Um, now, I think I, this is the kind of long-standing kind of convention. I mm. think it's appropriate here, the knocking down the changing room thing. But yeah. we've got to decide whether it's sexy or funny. So in 80s films, and let, let, make, let's make this clear, in 80s films, not in how we view things now, if you knock a woman's changing thing over, it's sexy. Yeah. If you if you knock a man's changing thing over, it's funny. Yes. Um, so I, I think possibly uh, we should go the funny route to keep it light. I think as well, if he's a mayor, I think he should have a really fat kind of comedy sidekick assistant who, when he's literally done, like he saved a person actor or something, this guy runs yeah. on the screen at the end with carrying like a donut in his hand and he's got a really comedy yeah. run and he goes, crikey, what's happened now, mate? And something's happened and he kind of goes, oh, and he has to kind of, yeah. he's like the admin, but he's his assistant. So he could be in the changing yeah. rooms on the toilet or... I, 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 absolutely, yeah. I do like the fact that he's constantly chasing him with a notepad, trying to kind of write down how he's going to sell this to the press yeah. or racking up money. You never know what he's writing, but he always seems to be panically writing down everything, something goes wrong. Yeah. So our, our hero tracks down the purse snatcher, lets him off with a warning because he's a good guy, returns the kind of purse and goes back to doing his mayoral duties. 
And that introduces our character. So now all we've got to do is take this character. What's his name? So we know we want Sting in the title. Um, what about... What was he called in Action Jackson? He was called Jericho. Jericho, Jericho. Because oh, I was thinking Jericho, but that's obviously because I've just seen yeah. Action Jackson. So so in Rocky, he was Apollo Creed. Jericho Jackson. Yeah. So it's got to be something biblical or spacey, I think. How about Agnememnon? <laughs> Agnememnon Sting. Agnememnon, yeah, let's do um, that. But his nickname in his... Black Ops Army days was the Scorpion. Okay. Hence the tattoo. Okay. What's what's the main plot? How is trouble going to land at uh, Agnememnon Scorpion, quote-unquote, Sting's pleasant beachside town? I reckon that there's a shark attack, but they kill the shark, but they realise the shark's full of drugs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> um, right. So let's say this. So our opening scene, okay, is some people on a boat. There's a yep. drug deal do- going down out to shore where there are no laws. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but yep. we're going with this. Yeah. Um, there's a really evil, violent drug dealer character who uh, you you can decide on casting on that because you're you're good with the villains, but a real piece of shit mm. who tends to cut people up and whatever, and it's the biggest drug deal there's going to be that this guy's done and they get attacked by a shark and the guy with the suitcase full of drugs gets eaten whole by the shark. Yeah. Right. That's when we then cut to Carl Weathers working out. <clears throat> Carl Weathers apprehends the crook, lets him off with a warning. Everything's fine. Um, and then there's a shark attack and Carl Weathers shirt off, dives off the pier into the water has a fight, fist fight with the shark, punches <laughs> yeah. it on the nose and all that kind of stuff, drags it to shore. When they get it there, they what, what would they do to open it? Uh, just shoots it or kind of, like, just kind of, um, yeah. he has like a massive machete. Uh, I don't know. That, that's what I was thinking. Maybe, I don't know, as a mayor, maybe he's got like a flare gun on his quad bike mm. and he kind of pulls the shark up to beach by the tail. Yeah. <clears throat> with the child that was being attacked under his arm. Child goes run, runs off to meet his parent. You think everything's done, but the shark suddenly comes back to life like mm. Jason Voorhees mm. and so whips out the flare gun, shoots it into its mouth and it blows up yeah. and there are drugs. Yeah. So suddenly, uh, Mayor Sting's beach mm. is now all over the news yeah. and this attracts the attention of the drug dealer who now knows that he's missing drugs are in uh, an evidence locker in Mayor Sting's town. Yeah. And that is going to bring those drug dealers, those ruthless drug dealers, to this sleepy town Yeah, and require Mayor Sting to dig deep and bring back out the scorpion. And not just a small amount of scorpion, maximum scorpion. Maximum scorpion, yeah. To protect his town. Absolutely. So let's talk about these these drug dealers. Who's who's our who's playing our big bad uh, so, drug dealer? I've got in my head. So I've got that it cuts back to when they're reading the papers. You know, like in eighty action films where something happened, there's a plot device, and it turns out that yeah. the villain expands on that plot device. So I'm, I'm thinking that it cuts back to the villain look, looking yeah. in the newspaper or looking at the news, and they're in some sort of massive beachside villa. 
and it, it goes out and it's night time and yeah. you've got a swimming pool and there's sexy women and, and, peop- and, and people with big hair and oozies walking around the swimming pool and it's that kind of mist yep. along the swimming pool and then uh, he nods to one of the villains. Uh, his lead henchman is the bloke who played Prince Vigo in Ghostbusters 2 who is also in Die Hard. He's the lead baddie. Yep, perfect. And he throws him in yep. the swimming pool but in the swimming pool it's full of sharks. So this yes. guy keeps sharks. So that's his yeah. big thing. Um, yeah. And I think that the villain is played by... I'm thinking the guy from... Um, he was the sleazy drug dealer in Red Heat who Arnie breaks his fingers. But he was also... Yes. He played a British guy in Tango and Cash. I can't remember his name. Oh, Brian James. Brian James, him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he's got to be doing an accent in this because yes. he puts an accent on in everything. Yeah. Um, a terrible accent on in everything. Um, so let's give him a, a Scottish accent for no reason at I all. I was thinking Dutch. I don't know why. I was thinking a really comedy... Yes. Can he be wearing clogs, like proper wooden clogs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. And he's called David. Yeah. I don't know if that's a Dutch name. But yeah. neither of the writers of this film, they probably didn't do their research. So David, that's all he's ever known as. Can he can he Mr Mr. David, his name okay. is. Yeah, done. Done and done. What's right. the what's the lead henchman called? Because I reckon every time um, he shouts him, it's got a really stupid name. So every time he shouts What about um, um Van Heusen? <laughs> Van Heusen, yes. Van, Van der Heusen. Yes, okay, they're, they're done. Um now this brings in another plot device, which yeah. I think is going to be great. So the reason that Carl Weathers, Scorpion, mm. who I'm now going to refer to him just as Scorpion now, mm. has got a kind of funny comedy assistant psychic is that he's up for re-election. Yeah. And Carl Weathers, Scorpion's all like, no, no, I'm a man of the people. Mm. I do things my way. And his, his friend's like, no, no, you should really do this. So he's got a rival mayor who's going to compete for election, Right. And Mr. David, mm-hmm. to get to him, uh, bribes the rival mayor to dig up dirt and kind of frame him. So that's how he's going to get his in. Right. Okay? okay. So he kind of, so we can have a kind of slimy, wormy character mm. who thinks he's got Scorpion on the ropes, but he's well out of his depth and eventually will end up kind of like an Ellis character I'm who will end up getting killed by David. William Atherton. Yes, absolutely. He's Dumb. got like in like flannel. So, like what you need, he always wears like white linen suit and a hat because he's like fair skinned. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, and there can be lots of scenes where on the beach where maybe William <clears throat> Aston's character is um, uh, trying to mimic Scorpion's kind of manner. People think, and he's like riding along on the beach on a bicycle, and the wheel comes off and he <laughs> crashes into a hole or something. So he's constantly humiliated. Yeah. Uh, he can be one of the people getting changed when the thing goes over yes. at the start. Yeah. And he can shake his fist. Um, and so <clears throat> Mr. David approaches William Atherton's slimy character. Mm. Um, I'm going to call him Eric Litlan. <laughs> yeah. Eric Litlan. Um, he approaches him and offers him a, 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 a donation to his uh, thing uh, if he can... Um, allow Mr. David to operate. Uh, we don't go any more, more than that. 
So, what's the first thing that the bad guys do now that they've got their in? Mm. They're going to, how about that? The idea is they are going to create a crime spree in this small town so big that it overwhelms the, the small amount yeah. of police there, are, there is in the town. Mm. While they're overwhelmed and overworked, yeah. they can then break into the evidence locker and steal back their thing. I think so there should gonna, be a scene yeah. where mm-hmm. everyone's on the beach and it's, it's a shot of Carl where there's sand's top, she's got his shirt off and he's got his yeah. tiny kind of 80s trunks on. He's got huge pair of binoculars and he's looking out to sea to make sure everyone's all right. And then in the distance, he sees six black silhouettes coming towards the beach and they're all on jet skis and they've all got big 80s hair and he's seen they've all got Uzis and they storm the beach and start randomly shooting at people. And uh, he's like, I'm not having this. And he fights them on the beach. Using Um, beach equipment. So using yes. things like windbreak, buckets, bucket space, Shut, yeah, yeah. Um, parasol, yeah, yeah. Um, and I like the idea that there's a kid in amongst all this chaos building a sandcastle, and the sandcastle survives. Yes, and like at the end, like Carl Weathers look down and go, "I'm going to keep an eye on you for Department of Construction or some bullshit yeah. like that." Yeah, absolutely. Um, or he finishes the sandcastle off, like he puts a little moat in, pours some water. Yeah. And he's created like a little sand viaduct and he goes, yeah. few more years practice, kid. He'll be as good as me. And winks at him. I also like the idea of Carl Weathers dispatching a villain with some calippos. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I like the idea he throws them and they stick in his eyes. Like they're so cold, they stick to his eyelids. Amazing. And he can't see. And he turns around shooting and shoots one of his compadres. So at the end of that, two of them should get away on jet skis and Carl Weathers gives chase and there's a jet ski chase. Um, so that's our first big action sequence. Can, can also, the town, he, he run out to, to meet one of the thugs. Like A lot of them stay on the beach, but there's one who's going towards him on a jet ski and he goes for him yeah. first. But by doing that, he has to jump across six comedy lilos to get onto this jet yes. ski. So he's like, like you know, the the crocodile scene in in, in uh, Living the Yes, but it's yeah, all absolutely. like crocodile lilos. And then that could be so during this chase, mm. William Atherton's mm. Eric Litland, in an attempt to appear more like uh, Scorpion, is practicing windsurfing. Um, and they the the two the two villains go round the outside, and he's like whoa, and he just gets steady, and then Carl Weathers crashes straight through and knocks him off. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. So there's a bit. Oh, he's got um, he's got an assistant as well, who's also a buffoon. Yeah. <laughs> for some yeah. reason, they've gone out for the day, and he's the his, his assistant's on a jet ski, pulling along William Atherton on one of those giant tires. Yes. And somehow he's kind of going along, and then he sees these people come towards. He's like, and it cuts to his face, and he's gurning, going, "Oh God!" And then he just ends up being yep. pulled around on this massive tire. Yeah, and it ends with the two people crashing into a into a I don't know a restaurant on their their jet skis or something. So that that there's the, that takes up a lot of the police time. There can we I like a scene of someone dusting for prints on the sand because I think that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's clear these people are organised, and you know Carl Weathers like I've I've not seen people like things like this since. The war. We don't know what war he's talking about, but whatever war Scorpion was in. Um, maybe he shares a military tattoo with one of the bad guys. I don't know. 
Uh, but while they're doing that, then there's a series of smaller crimes outbreaking. Maybe like I like the idea. You know, you have these montage of smaller things. So like a police car gets firebombed. Yeah. Um, you know, in Judge Dredd, there's that montage of of Rico killing off judges. Yes. I like the idea that the police are deliberately attacked. Um, or like Commando. When it starts off and it's yes. random guy, he's this bloke put, killed, put his rubbish out. There's another bloke killed on a boat, and there's yeah. another bloke killed by in a car. All like really right across town, like these horrible things happen to people. Yeah, and Eric Litland's like, "You're not doing your job. This town is is riddled with crime. What are you going to do about it?" And the people are turning against <laughs> him, uh, against Scorpion. So it looks like Scorpion's going to lose the election. He's really down and out. And it's at that point, because at this... Oh, so there's going to be another another action sequence that maybe they attack the mayor's office, yeah. right? Because they don't know anything about the mayor, right? They don't know... You know, he chased down these guys. He killed a few people. So Mr. David sends uh, Van der Heusen yeah. to uh, assassinate him. Yeah. And he kills another couple of the bad guys, and, and they get away. And so now, the office is destroyed. Scorpion's election seems lost. Eric Lickland's kind of, you know, giving it his all. The bad guys have broken into the evidence locker, killed a load of cops, stolen the drugs. It's the darkest moment. They've all, all the bad guys have won. Mm. But then, Mr. Darvid gets greedy because he likes the beach and he's, he thinks he can control with a mayor in his pocket, he can control an entire town. And so he decides to set up residence and Eric Lynn's like, well, this is not what we agreed. I think this is getting out of control. He's like, have you got a problem? Logic with my complaints department. And then we cut to Fender who's holding a human head or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so now like, Oh, shit's got out of control. And, uh, Eric Littland goes to Scorpion for help. And Scorpion's now drinking. He's living in a beach hut yeah. down down the beach further. He's kind of given up. And Eric Littland's like, I was wrong all along. You're the better mayor. You know, it's your town. You need to help us. And then we, he does a bit of soul searching. Mm. I, I think he maybe plays a saxophone on the beach as the sun goes down. Yeah, I was thinking um, he's got like a fire on the beach. Um, yeah. And he builds a massive sandcastle. Uh, just a bit like a sandcastle of, of just like this beautiful town that he wants to create in his mind. Um, yeah. And um, he's he's running down the beach with a dog that he's found like an abandoned dog, like a homeless dog. Um, yeah. I think so. Now, at this point, Mr. David has invited all his criminal friends, um, kind of like in Hard Target. You know, the, the hunters that, that, that come along? Yeah. A kind of four or five really colourful bad guy characters mm. who are coming in and Mr. Darwin is selling off portions of his business uh, and portions of the town to these bad guys. Yeah. Scorpion sees on the news that there's been another kind of killing or whatever and the place is getting a reputation. So it's going to factor into a big drug deal on the pier that's going to cement this town as a kind of drug haven mm. protected by <clears throat> their corrupt mayor, Eric Littland. So Scorpion goes into his tooling up montage yeah. So I'm thinking he's got he's stripped to the waist. Yeah. Military trousers. I like the idea. He goes to a, an old army surplus cabinet that's got his old scorpion gear. Yeah. And it's just got trousers in it. There's no <laughs> top to the to the outfit. So he, he just puts on the trousers. Scorpion yeah. tattoo out. Yeah. And I like the idea. He's got a gun. Yeah. 
like a big shotgun or something, but that's got a sting in its tail. So it's got a sword that uh, that kind of when he presses a button shoots out the back. Yes, perfect. Um, and uh, can it have a flamethrower on it as well? Yeah, it's a, it's a multi thing weapon. So it's it's a, it's a it's a shotgun mm. that's got a flamethrower on the bottom, kind of like the uh, Ripley's kind of yeah. gaffer taped gun. But it, this is fixed. It's got a sword at the back. And it's got a really big, ridiculous laser sight, uh, like an absolutely ludicrous weapon. Because yep. this is the cover. It's just a photograph mm. of Carl Weathers stripped to the waist holding that gun against like a, a gradient background, like a pink and blue background. Yes. With Maximum Scorpion. Yeah. Um, and the eye in Scorpion is a scorpion's tail. Yes. That's literally it. And then we go into the big action sequence where... Can I can I interject? So because I think yes. this 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 um, Mr. David and Vandy Huesen have yeah. taken over. Can they? You know that yeah. scene in Back to the Future Two when he goes back to the alternate eighties and it, it's Biff's Biff's town and it's like a big casino and it's yeah. just run down full of bikers. It's turned into that, but in the centre it's a giant windmill. So he's built a giant yeah. windmill where he's kind of set up shop. And it's kind of like the, 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 on the windmill. It's like it's got flames on it, like the Duran Duran video. And it's yeah. just a load of bikers outside, big hair, guns, people in motorbikes riding around in circles for no reason. A bit Mad Max. There are flames shooting out of something. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what they are. I think <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's they're all coming. The windmills like the the um, the things on the windmill are on fire, and it's just like he's gone to shit, and he lives in this big windmill. So it's essentially scorpion storm in the windmill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to go one up on here, okay? So, David leaves the windmill to go and do the drug deal on the pier. While yeah. he's gone, Scorpion turns up and decimates everyone and destroys the windmill. Yes. So then Mr. David can say, my windmill, like that, <laughs> out loud, because he sees it blow up on the horizon. Yeah. And then they're looking down the pier and all the flames in the background and Scorpion's just stood with his big, ridiculous gun, shirt off, yeah. At the end of this pier, yeah, where well, at, at the sort of the other end of the pier, they're at the very end of the pier because I want the final fight between <clears throat> David and Scorpion to happen on a crazy golf course. <laughs> Brilliant! At the end, yeah. So there could be a little windmill there, yeah. <laughs> um, and that means that after the fight, oh, and obviously, you know, this is the point where you know that Mr. David has got kind of a scorpion on the ropes. Mm. And that's when he goes, now you pissed me off. And the music starts and he throws a few punches. And then David goes for a gun. Scorpion gets his sting in the tail, stabs Mm. him. Yeah. Spins the gun around and fires, (laughs) blows him back through the little windmill. (laughs) And then we see a shot of Brian James kind of hunched over a tiny miniature windmill Big hole in his chest, and then he can say, hole in one. Yes. Um, or yes. something like that. That's amazing. Um, and a bell can ring, and he can win a prize or something. Yes. And he, he takes it. He takes the giant teddy from the thing um, and walks away from the devastation with his gun in one hand and a giant teddy. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe at the start of the film, when he's kind of in, endearing himself to the people, he can go up to one of the people that runs the Grey's Golf and goes, one of these days I'm going to win that teddy, you see. Yeah. Um, and that could be the payoff to that. Can he also um, throw so, his massive gun to William Atherton who's kind of sat just looking a bit kind of dishevelled and a bit like yeah. out of his depth, throw his gun, 
but he's, he's basically he catches it and because it's so heavy he falls through a wall or he uh, just falls into the ocean or, or something ridiculous that well, well, well yeah yeah absolutely so the only thing we haven't said is about the demise of Gunther Venderhausen, the the oh, yeah. the henchman. Um, and I think he should die in a, in a somewhat nautical way. Um, how about can he be killed by an anchor? Yes, like a, like there's an ornamental anchor up on the wall, and Carl Weathers kind of shoots the thing, keeping it up, and it swings mm. and stabs him in the in the in the in the kind of chest, um, and he anchors away or some some shit like that. What we haven't discussed is um, has uh, Scorpion got a love interest? Yeah, see, now my only worry here is that with so much time on the beach, I can't help but think the love interest is going to end up wearing a bikini for the whole film. I've and got, I can't really. I've had a thought that, yes, because that is a concern. But what we could do is not a love interest, but a, a, a consistent, flirty relationship. So I'm thinking because he's up for re election. And all this shit's going down in this town. There's a reporter from the big city who's come in and yeah. is kind of following Carl, how he's, he's coping with this, and stays at the yeah. beach town. So she's kind of a reporter, so she's not overly sexualised. I like the idea that she, she manages to interview him right after he's walked off the pier. Yes. So there's a giant windmill on fire. The pier's destroyed. He's covered in blood. He's holding a teddy. And he's like, is there anything you'd like to say to your people? And he's like... Uh, vote for the scorpion and he points at the camera <laughs> yes um, freeze frame credits roll and it turns and the end credits poster of his, of his campaign and, and yes it over the credits yeah yeah and his, his campaign slogan is the mayor scorpion don't piss him off yes <laughs> um, and then over the credits we've got a, we've commissioned a song especially to be written it's a it's a rock song um where they keep singing Scorpion over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's all about the sting in the tail and all that kind of stuff. It's, 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 it's very on the nose. Brilliant. I think this is great. Who's, who We've plays got... his bumbling assistant? Because I was thinking um, they but I'm not sure if that's the, the right way to go. That would be good. I can't, I mean, it's not, I know we're, we're kind of looking for a kind of big guy, but also Bronson Pinochet, you know, the camp guy from Beverly Hills Cop? Yes. Yeah. Who I think would be a good kind of flavour oh, um, to about, add in there. Um, Oh, he's, he's always sunburned. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, <laughs> what? What about? Um, oh, he was in um, Independence Day. Great oh, voice. Harvey Firestone. Him, Firestein. Yeah, Harvey yes. Firestein. Yeah, and he's always sunburned. Yeah, he's always sunburned, <laughs> and he's 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 oh my god! But and he's just like yeah. every time something's happened, and he's he kind of yeah. always runs in shot at the end. This is perfect. It starts with a drug dealer being swallowed by a shark. Yeah. We have a workout montage, a quad bike chase, <clears throat> Carl Weathers fighting a shark that then explodes. Mm. We then have mm. William Atherton as a slimy rival. We have someone being thrown into a swimming pool full of sharks. We have a shootout on a beach, someone being killed by two calippos, a jet ski chase. A windmill uh, a, mon- a windmill explosion. A fight on a crazy golf course, someone being killed by an anchor, yeah. a super weapon. Um, it's got everything. Absolutely. It's got everything. Brilliant. Another perfect movie pitch brought to you not only by hardcasters, 
but by the patented hardcasters title film generator maximum scorpion coming to the kind of middle shelf of a, of a video store um it's bypassing cinema altogether. It's that's how good it is. It's coming straight to the video shelves. Yeah. Um, it doesn't need a cinema release. It's that good. Yeah. All that leaves us to do is to uh, open up the pages of our Justice One Hundred and One, flick to the next blank page, and start writing. So, what are we going to draw from Action Jackson that we think? would be great standard operating procedure uh, for police officers. I think if you've got a surname, mm. um, you need to make it rhyme with something exciting. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think that should overturn rank. Yes. I think absolutely. instead of being Sergeant somebody, mm. you should have a nickname. So instead of Sergeant Jackson, you should be Action Jackson. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, I think that's good. Um, I like that. So a new ranking system based on exciting words. Yeah. Um, I think that it should be on the job description. Uh, I think we need to upscale. I think we need a better class of police officer. Yeah. I think every police officer should enter the academy with a law degree and with some, I'm not going to specify what it could be anything, but some athletic credentials. Yeah. So they must have been at least bronze in one of the key track and field things in case they need to run, chase a car on foot or somersault over <laughs> a, a lorry carrying drugs or, or what have you, you know, um, say a law degree and at least bronze in one of the, in one of the main uh, Olympic or track and field Absolutely. Uh, sports. Um, I think that's, that's, a, that's a no-brainer. I, I also think... That you know, we've talked before about in the police handbook, and we've, we've got like you know, <clears throat> basically, there's a subsection of what to do when you go in a bar. So, when we're yes. uh, out for justice, just beat the shit out of everyone and see what happens. Yeah, then we said actually spot someone in that bar who might have a false leg that you can rip off from red heat. Yep, I also think once you've done all those things, go in the back room and check for a cupboard full of bollocks. Yes, absolutely, because if there's um, bollocks in that cupboard in a jar. Yeah, it's a, it's a wrong one. It's it's full of wrong. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crime that's on the rise. Mm. So you go in. Uh, I mean, any 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 cop will tell you this. You go in. You check your corners. Mm. Okay. You check where your exits are. Yeah. You check where weapons might be hidden, and you check for a cupboard full of testicles. Yeah. Um, check your bollocks. bollocks. It's a no-brainer. Bollock watch. Yes, absolutely. That you know, I, I don't think there's any debate there. No. Well. It's been another epic, action-packed, bumper edition of Hardcasters. Please go and watch Action Jackson as soon as you can. It's fantastic if you haven't seen it recently. And please just spend five minutes to imagine a world where Carl Weathers went on to make Maximum Scorpion. So you can picture him riding around on a quad bike in a Hawaiian shirt, exploding a shark with a flare gun. Um, please. Please just take a moment to do that. We'll be back next week. Um, with more of the same horseshit. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Au revoir, as we French say. Uh, uh, yep, we French. We're French. <laughs> Je suis français. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs>